This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, where we bring you the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, apart from the things we often bring you on a Friday, Martin Kellner's Week of Sport on TV, and indeed Mike Ward looking at the non-sporting TV, uh, we also uh, chatted to our old friend Graham Beecroft. Uh, there's a game this weekend that's allowed us to mm. dig out an old clip, a famous old classic clip from the archive, and we got Beaky's take on it with a mystery guest, Andy, didn't Yeah, it was a good sport. They were, yeah, ever. both very good to listen to. And also, we had a bit of a chat, as we always do. So, here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. And before we go on to completely discuss the match, yeah. I, I must just bring up this uh, birth announcement. It's, it is relevant. Mm. Uh, uh, the McDuffs, they had a son, Anderson Arthur, a new Arsenal fan, ready for his first North London derby, they said yesterday oh, morning. Blimey. Here's to a lifetime of disappointment for little Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, it might lead to something, because we all, I think most of us remember our first game. But um, mine was a 2-1 victory over Nottingham Forest. And what was yours? It was a 3-1 victory over Everton. It's such a, it's 1959. It's a long time. Yeah. But if your first game or your, uh, your kids or whoever, somebody you took to a game or went to a game, if it was an absolute shooing, but you still got the bug, or maybe you didn't, maybe you put your football forever... Right. In which case, why would you my be listening grandson, to Tom's Pulisic's 94th minute winner against yeah. West Ham? You'll never forget that. A win helps. My eldest boy um, was a 2-0 defeat to uh, Newcastle. The youngest was, I think, a 4-0 win over Bolton. So, I mean, they're both still into their football. Mm. They're both uh, fans of the club. But interested to hear if it was maybe a, maybe it was a big game or whatever it was, but it was a proper shellacking. Um, do let us know. And did you keep the faith? Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. We've got some other stuff to run past you shortly. Uh, yes, it was there last night. It was, um, I mean, obviously, uh, typical Tottenham fans are all sitting there. It wasn't until about 84 minutes we suddenly thought, well, we've probably got this now. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Because I had this, I had this no, moment. The third goal. <clears throat> okay, the well, third yeah. Goal I did feel if we scored early in the yeah. second half, it would make a difference. We're going to talk to Mark Housie about the, the refereeing decisions. I was uh, listening 
to uh, Jason and Jamie on my way back on the sports bar and heard the moose mm. chain and Mikel Arteta. I've subsequently seen the interview that he did with, with Jeff Shreves on Sky as well. We had a similar narrative that he couldn't really say anything because he was just so upset, clearly, with with a performance of uh, Paul Tien. As we said, we'll chat to, to Mark Halsey in a moment. But there is no doubting that um, Rob Holding was daft, wasn't he? Oh. Absolutely <clears throat> ridiculous. Yeah. By I mean, that isn't the referee's fault. If no. I mean, if you're going to do the, the that, if you're going to target a player, you have to share the love around, if that's the right way to look at it. Many teams, not Man City, of course, because they mm. don't do um, tactical fouling, as we all know, but uh, there are some teams that indulge in that, yeah. and, well, and, and, that often, and including mine, and yeah. it often gets you off the hook. But if you've just got one man constantly fouling someone, kneeing him in the back, and then ultimately elbowing him in the face... You're probably going to get a red card, if not a second yellow, which is what he got. Four in fouls in 33 minutes. I mean, you know, that's the stats and whatever Arteta says. It was nonsense, absolute nonsense. So, I'll tell you what yeah. I thought was ironic, mm. because Martin Tyler made a very good point mm. on TV about the fact that, you know, Arsenal had a lot of players missing and they had to play players who wouldn't normally have played in those positions. They were the ones that made mistakes. Mm. But I was thinking, well, you know, that's karma, <clears> isn't <throat> it, really? You should have played the game in January. You probably would have had more players available. Yeah. Yes, that, that did sort of cross our minds. And for the first 10 minutes, um, I, I thought that Arsenal were dominant. They, were. they settled much quicker than Spurs. And we all sat there thinking, oh, God, this is not looking good. Mm. But then it did start to uh, change and Tottenham were getting a little bit more of the ball and looking well, a bit think, more dangerous. You know, I think Holding got the crowd up for it by kneeing yeah. Son in the back. I think the game changed at that point. And at yeah. that point, I'd just written this good end nil-nil. It, was, it yeah. did look quite tight. I didn't, but... At that point, when it was, I mean, you know, it was turning into a bit of a tear up. And this is the thing you can get at Sonny. You proved mm. that against Chelsea when he kicked out of Rudiger that yeah. time. And he did. I mean, I think he was lucky. We saw him sort of seem to sort of throw an elbow and we thought well, they're going to have a look at that VAR. We were very worried. Mm. And I, I, look, if I was an Arsenal fan, I would be aggrieved at that penalty. Um, I, 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 I'm at that end of the pitch and I. I mean, look, yeah, you could argue it was. It's the sort of one that people always say if the ref, give, ref gives it, it's a penalty. a penalty. It's not even a doubt. Do you thought it was? Clearly yeah? a penalty. Son's getting that ball. If you, want to, if you want to do that, you have to challenge for the ball. They made this point on commentary, and it's <clears> right. You have to challenge at, simultaneously. Then when you barge the forward, it, it looks like you're both going for the yeah. ball. But he barged, he clearly barged. He might as well have put two hands on his back and pushed yeah. him. Because he barged him out the way and the ball was... He could have headed the ball, probably would have done. So, no, nah, I thought that was a clear penalty. It was a clear red card. Could yeah. have been, you know... Could have been a straight red. Straight red. And uh, I don't know what Arsenal are complaining about. I really don't. Um, but, you know, they've got an, an advantage over Spurs. Of course they have, yeah. Spurs, first of all, they've got one point lead, which is yeah. big, very crucial. So it's in their hands. And Spurs have got a very, mm. very tricky fixture. On Sunday, On yeah. Sunday, especially after what the atmosphere last night. You will not recreate that atmosphere at 12 o'clock on a Sunday morning no. I don't care who you are you won't and against Burnley if we all get up about 3 o'clock in the morning and get very wound up and sort of smacking ourselves around the face um, or possibly getting into the pub and at Burnley 9 o'clock. are fighting for their lives and they've had yeah. they've got a bit off the board but they've had some good results recently no, and I totally agree and I'll tell you what yeah. if, uh, considering that they've, they've probably lost Gabriel and they've uh, also lost um, mm. holding for that game if they hold their nerve in these two games they go to Newcastle and win and they also... They deserve it. They, yeah, they completely deserve it because they've got a bounce back now after a, a pretty tough old defeat and so it'll show a lot of character. So, I, I, hands every, up. Everything's all, been in their favour yeah. all season, including this. They get an extra, more than an extra day's rest compared to Spurs, you know. And that feels a bit wrong, really, but that's the way TV decides these things. And, uh, you know, but I, th- I think it's all about the game because if, if Spurs don't get a result, then that game against Newcastle becomes yeah. far easier. Of course. 
course. You yeah. know, whereas if Spurs win, then the pressure's really on. But you know, as you say, if they if they do win those two yeah, games, they will they'll have deserved. It. I, they, I will. I will. I do, even if it's, I will doff my cap to them for these. If they can get six points out yeah. of the next two games, I do. Matt sense, Scott took it well last night, almost <laughs> as well as Arteta. That was well, that, very, <clears> he's always fun. He, he seemed to be hinting that it was a conspiracy <laughs> theory between <laughs> uh, the fact that England uh, and mm. Tottenham was full of. Uh, England players, but I think there's more England players in the Arsenal team, isn't there? Smith Rowe and Saka versus yeah. Kane. I mean, Dyer sure doesn't get a game it's anymore. Ridiculous, honestly. So um, it's some sort of FA Tottenham carve up, apparently. But anyway, <laughs> you know, they they may have the last laugh. We may have won the battle, but we'll ultimately lose the war. We'll only find out next weekend, won't we? There was a lovely moment at half time. Did you see it? The, the young boy, Reese, mm. Riley Keyes, rather. Riley, yeah, it was a very nice one. Took a penalty. Yeah. He put, knocked it past Pat Jennings. <clears throat> yeah. I think they've been great with Pat had died for it in his suit. The yeah. old King's instincts had kicked in and he scooped it up with one hand. But you often feel didn't. that, don't you? When the goalkeeper's instinct says, Look, sorry, you know, Riley, but I'm a goalkeeper. I've got to stop it. I have to think of my reputation. But, but no. he didn't. Pat so didn't that do great. that, which was uh, which was really good. They could have put uh, Galini in goal, and he wouldn't have saved it anyway. <laughs> Bit harsh. Sorry, one of our players. So um, you're telling us about your your first games that were absolute disasters. Really, you shouldn't have gone again. Um, Andy was telling us when his first North London derby. His first game was the North London derby. An Arsenal fan last night, I but hopefully he'll keep the faith. I didn't realise that Rob Holding had had so much work done on <clears> his hair and his teeth. Really? Have you I seen that? No, yeah, seen it. it's completely, it's absolutely amazing. They showed the before right. and after. Look, there he is, isn't it? Well, okay, it's interesting. You get quite a lot of um, yeah. coverage when That's you. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. He should cover. have spent the money on anger management, personally. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Okay, well, there we are. Thank you, Andy. I wasn't aware. Um, my first Spurs game was at home against Middlesbrough. We lost 3 0, and I was very confused as to why the Spurs fans were cheering the Middlesbrough players. I said, uh, Dad, do they always cheer the away team if they win? He said, no, son, that's Paul Gascoigne. He said, oh, uh, that was from Ben. My first game was West Brom 7-0, Barnsley, all been downhill since. So that was oh, a win, a I kept you on board. <laughs> what about this, though, Andy, the Warsaw fan? And my first game, a 7-1 defeat at Oxford on Boxing Day in 1965. I've loved them ever since. So <laughs> there must be, I mean, if you, if you go to your first game and you, yeah, you're not sure whether, fan, yeah, whether you like football or not, and, yeah. and then, and you're not quite sure. You're trying to find your way, and you, you watch a team lose seven one, but you still keep the faith. That's a good thing. So do keep those coming. Dance has been in touch. Oh yeah. December 1974, Birmingham nil, Stoke three. As uh, Jimmy Greenoff returned to demonstrate the law of the X on my first visit to St Andrews, set the tone beautifully. Maybe you're right, Dance. It sets you up for a <laughs> lifetime of uh, misery, true. doesn't it? Go on, keep telling us about those. We've got other stuff to run past you later on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. We'll have clips of the week for you a little bit later on. And every um, Christmas Eve, we play, we have a group of the listeners come in, or join us virtually, and we play some sort of classic clips from over the years. And one yeah. that, that we play every year is uh, takes you back to May 2004 and the first leg of the League 2 playoff game between Northampton and Mansfield. Beaky was keeping us in touch with that one. Here it is. OK, Mansfield 1, Northampton 0 in that uh, other play. Sorry, Mansfield 0, Northampton 1. Mansfield 0, Northampton 1. Uh, Day getting the goal after 40 minutes play. Uh, Northampton 0, Mansfield 1. I beg your pardon, let me get it right. Northampton 0, Mansfield 1 in uh, that other playoff semi-final which is going on today. That's the Division 3 playoff semi-final. So it's Mansfield 0, uh, Northampton 1. Sorry, it's Ma- Northampton nil, Mansfield one. Let me get it absolutely right in that other playoff uh, semi-final, which is going on today. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know the score. Such a confusion. <laughs> well, it finished two 0 to Mansfield. Beaky joins us now. Good afternoon, Graham. Yes, a very good afternoon, boys. <laughs> yeah, in my defence, there I was getting all sorts of information in my ear and stuff coming through that I was reading as well. So it's all a bit, uh, all a bit chaotic. But we got there in the end, and that's the important thing. What we try to do on Talk Sport is give you the scores instantly, and in that occasion, it didn't quite work out that yeah, way. Yeah, it wasn't. Do you remember, do you rem- I mean, you've probably heard it a few times Good over sport. the years. Do you remember the moment? Because you can hear, you're right, yes. someone's in your ear, we can hear yeah. them faintly uh, in the background. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was actually presenting that programme, I mm. wasn't at a game or anything like yeah. that, I was presenting that programme and uh, yeah, people were, you know, I was looking at, at text and, and, and listening to people in my ears and, and uh, the, uh, the the situation got rather, rather uh, messed up really because uh, the, one uh, area was telling me one thing and another area was telling me another so <laughs> I should have just shut up really and kind of uh, but as I say you try to bring the uh, the fans the, the goals as quickly as they can and there we are we got there in the end that's the important thing and so did whoever got through on that day I can't remember who it was well <laughs> every <laughs> time <laughs> every time Northampton play Mansfield in any game we get loads of texts and email you've got to play the beaky clip and then of course <laughs> as soon as soon as we discovered this was going to be the uh, the league two playoff semi-final <laughs> once again we had lots and it lots of it gave you requests. another excuse to embarrass me is that what you're saying yeah, well, <laughs> Mansfield you're won 5-4 on penalties actually in the end <laughs> yes that's the way it's shaped right now you over. say at that point Beaky Day with the goal on 40 minutes Day yeah. with the goal yeah. and that was Reese Day the former uh, Mansfield town uh, defender okay. we're delighted to say it's a chance to reunite you with that man <laughs> back in surprise surprise Beaky yes, yeah. it is Reese Day joining us hi Reese. Hi guys, how are you? Good. Hello, hello have... Reese. The first time I've been reunited with you. The first time I've ever said hello to you. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You, you'll forever be linked by that clip. I don't know if you heard it before, Reese, but I mean, you probably don't know what the score was, and you scored the goal. <laughs> 
No, yeah, a bit confused by the, the commentary there. And yeah, I hadn't heard it before. Um, the, the producer sent it on to me yesterday. Yeah. So that was the first time I'd heard it. And I am an avid listener of TalkSport, but funnily enough, I've never put two and two together and, and understood that it was it was actually me. You must be sure. the only one that's not heard it. And had a snipe at me, Reza. <laughs> Thankful for that, I believe me. <laughs> Talk us through the goal then, Reza. I take it, was it, did you come up from a corner? Was it a header, I'm guessing, as you were a centre-half? Yeah, it was a headed goal. It was a free kick from the right-hand side. Uh, good friend of mine and, and and player Liam Lawrence oh, yeah. whipped the ball in. It was a it was a one of them set plays that we worked on through the week. It was a, a block. Um, Craig, a player by the name of Craig Disley, blocked my man, uh, which freed me up. And Liam put it on the sixpence. And luckily enough, my timing was right. And I hit the back of the net with a header. Yeah, sounds like it should be ruled out for a foul. I think we'll get VAR to look into yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe Beaky was right. It should have been nil nil. <laughs> yeah, thankfully yeah, there was no VAR the on that time. Back then would have um, been ruled out from VAR. Yeah. Well, Junior Mendes made it two nil. The first leg finished two nil. The second leg went to pens five four on pens. Did you take a penalty? At all, I didn't. I, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe I was the six man. So I was, oh. if it'd gone into um, sudden death, I would have been the six man, yeah. But I didn't take one, and luckily enough, we got through. And what a, what a night that was um, at Field Mill, yeah. Which, and you got to the final, lost the final mm. on pens as well, didn't you? To Huddersfield Town, yeah. That's another story. The game was quite boring, really. Um, nil nil, I think it was biggie. Is that right? Uh, don't I, I wasn't on that one. Don't, don't try and hang me again. He was in therapy after that one. Nil-nil, <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit, bit of a dead game, but um, the, the penalties was one to watch. Again, Liam Lawrence um, tried to Pedenka, um, actually hit the bar and went over. So a little bit embarrassing for him, given that he had scored 17 penalties that year um, mm. in, the, in the league oh. alone. Oh, dear. I know, throwing, for, throwing forward, though, uh, they're meeting again this weekend. We should ask, well, first you, Reese, what you think might happen in the playoff. And then, Beaky, we should talk a bit about the cup final because you yeah. followed yeah. Liverpool really quickly. Okay. But first, let's, what do you reckon this uh, What do you reckon this time, Reese? You've been keeping an eye on, on the form of the team because they're going to do it again, aren't they, uh, tomorrow? Yeah, I think that Mansfield have got the momentum, especially after what happened to Northampton last game of the season with um, Bristol Rovers scoring them seven goals and, yeah. and, and moving them from the automatic... Um, automatic spot to go up so yeah um, I think the Northampton will take a, a little bit of a hit off the back of that result last game of the season so I think that Mansfield are, are going to be favourites in my eyes anyway yeah Nigel Clough's team bit of experience mm. there Talking to Nigel Clough former Liverpool player Beaky what about I mean and we're going to have a chat David Fairclough's join us a little bit later on for the fourth panel but um, the feeling that Liverpool just looking a bit jaded the other day I mean they got the job done but a bit mentally and physically I mean you can't blame them the amount of games no, they've played no but you're right I mean the last two games in fact that's been the, the situation really they haven't really been on top form they haven't been flying they haven't been playing the free flowing football that uh, you normally expect from them but somehow or other they've done it and they've got the the three points out of it in, in terms of league matches so we're, it's the FA Cup final I mean if anybody can't be up for this then, then they're, they're struggling really so it's going to be a fascinating game um, who will win it really I think it's very very close I know Chelsea haven't been in great form recently either but I still think it's going to be a very very close game indeed I wouldn't like to pick a winner Fabinho being out for Liverpool is is a problem um, because he's been uh, very good in midfield and they do rely on, on him to a certain mm. extent but nonetheless 
us. Um, you know, whoever turns out, I think for both sides, who've both got injuries, of course, injury problems, I, I think it's going to be a real cracking game. And hopefully it'll be uh, an attractive game because I was at the Spurs game the, the other day and I was talking to people and saying that I thought it would be a really attractive game. And of course it wasn't. Spurs didn't come out. They played five across the back and they played well. I'm not denying them. Mm. I thought they played very well indeed. Um, but, uh, you know, let's hope it's not uh, that kind of spectacle for everybody watching and listening at, at home and abroad and around the world. I don't think it will be because they've, they've played each other three times this season. They're three draws, three uh-huh. uh, terrific games. I mean, obviously the penalty shootout that Liverpool won, but I mean, the actual football, yeah. uh, they've matched up well. It should be a good game. Um, and also Chelsea have played just as many games as Liverpool, possibly even more. You know, they've, they're have they amongst the two teams that have played the most in Europe this but, season. You know, they've effectively got Champions League nailed after uh, yeah, the game that, at midweek. That certainly was, and, and they can contract the FA Cup. And Lukaku is looking more like Lukaku. It does help yeah. if you actually bother to pass to him. Yeah. Liverpool <laughs> got a lot still on their minds, Beaky, haven't they? Going yeah, into this game. I, 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 they, they won't be thinking about the, the, the Champions League final and they won't be thinking about coming top of the, the uh, Premier League either. This is the next game. Jurgen Klopp has worked along those lines all the way through. This is the next game. This is the important one. This is the one we, we want to win. And uh, obviously the... the the end result is is a, is a prestigious one, but nonetheless, it is it is something as well that if you look at it for the, the the coming games to come, they want to keep up a good momentum. They don't want to think that this is the buffers and it's the full stop and nothing matters after this. I think they're still going for it, although the chances of winning the league now, let's be honest about it, uh, you know, they're, they're second favourites now behind uh, Manchester City. But you know, as I say, I don't think they want to drop off. I think the players want to play in all the matches, and so uh, from that point of view, um, I'm sure that it'll be an exciting game, as you said. Uh, Andy, it was uh, sorry if you, as, as you said, yeah. it was going to be a very, very uh, exciting game indeed, uh, Andy. Yes, and so uh, let, let's hope it's a real good one because I, th- I think that you know when you look at this from people who watch abroad and everything else, it, it brings supporters in to, to join the clubs. If Chelsea win, I'm sure their supporters abroad will will increase dramatically in terms mm. of you know that sort of thing, and that's important. Buying stuff, buying season tickets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think the same will yeah. apply to Liverpool as well. Reese, before we let you go. Um, what did you do post football? I see you hung up your boots in 2015. What did you go into? Um, I went into the drainage industry, funny right. enough, a little bit like uh, Daniel Agger. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I know that he's done that over in his home country. Um, yeah, so went into the drainage in- industry and, and currently work for a company called Ipsum. Okay. So um, the dream is is well and truly over of being a footballer, but. Um, I'm living a new one now, so good all stuff. is good. That's fantastic. And it's lovely you're, you're part of talk sport folklore because of Beaky's uh, clip. And I'm going to make Beaky, that, that yep. was a very rare blemish on an unblemished career. That was, I That's mean, very kind you, of you. you rare, but, and I want to make you feel better because we were, we were listening, yeah, to, the clips of the, clip, listening to the clips of the week earlier on. And yeah. uh, this came I was up. on again, was I? No, no, no. Oh. Went, this <laughs> happens to the, like you, it happens to the very, very best of them. This was Adrian Durham uh, last weekend. Four Bar One and an Athletic nil. That's one. That's two nil uh, to uh, Four Bar. Sorry, one all on aggregate. That one. <laughs> it can happen. To, it can happen to anybody. Like you, like well, the very best. to Adrian, as you say, it's happened to the best. Let's, <laughs> let's be perfectly honest about it. Very kind of you to say that. Yeah. I'll, I'll now warn my wife off not to attack you the next time she sees you. <laughs> <laughs> good. Cheers, Beaky. Okay. And good Thanks, to boys. talk to you, Reese. All the best. Thanks for fun. joining us. Best Take care. There's Graham Beecroft there and Reese Day. And uh, we've got that game for you 
uh, live. That's uh, the first, uh, the second, no, the first leg of the, the League Two. No, the League One, though, of course it is. The first leg of the League Two playoff semi-final between Mansfield and Northampton. That's uh, TalkSport 2 tomorrow night at 7.45. Biggie's not on comms, by the way, that one. Would have been too much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Chatting to Reese Day once of Mansfield mm. with Beaky earlier on, um, mm. and he said he'd gone into the drainage business. Stephen Wolves has got a point. It's not like us if we speak to somebody in the drainage business, not to ask them whether they got their own rods. Very true. I think we just took it for granted that he did. If you're in the drainage business, you can have your own rods, you aren't you? Them. Can't turn up without them. That'd be a very messy business. <laughs> but a good point, Steve. Yeah, we should have asked him. Very good. Now, um, this is a good one. This caught my eye today. This is a reader's offer for stretchy jeans. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you've stopped wearing jeans because you now find them uncomfortable, then this brand, I won't name them, are the answer to your prayers. <laughs> Personally, I would have gone for world peace. But, prayers? You know, <laughs> the answer to your prayers? Yeah, is that, is that the way you pronounce the word? Prayers. prayers. The answer to your prayers. You've missed the point. It's the answer to your prayers. Oh, okay. My <laughs> prayers would be world peace. Are you going for world peace? stretchy jeans. Okay. Okay, I think occasionally I pray to stretchy jeans, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> I've got you on some big breaking news we discovered the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, obviously, a, a tabloid staple these days is mining podcasts for uh, stuff. Oh, yeah, they love that. So it's Pulitzer's all round for this one that the pulp frontman, Jarvis Cocker, is mm. terrified of mice. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> Saw a mouse once, was terrified of it. They move so fast, he said. So there we are. And uh, I've got another reader's offer trousers special. Oh, okay, you look, you look, you often do readers <laughs> offer trousers. Are you looking for a pair of trousers? <laughs> no, I just like it. Uh, this one says, possibly the best pair of trousers I own. Uh, it said, Mr. Starman. <laughs> waiting Bowie. in the sky, yeah, <laughs> for the delivery. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. They're light, comfortable, smart, and well made. Mr. Really? Starman. Mr. St- Mr. Starman? Yeah. It's okay. marvellous, isn't it? Tremendous. It's, it's not, it can't be that common a surname, no, can it? Starman. Let's I'm going to put in this. Have a look at it. Alan Starman. I'll put that straight in the Google. No, is it Alan? Alan mm. Starman. It's a double A. Uh, Fair play. Alan. St- loads of that. Starman yeah. is um, is maybe a bit more of a common surname than you think. Yes, uh, there he is. He's, uh, he's an artist. for doing the scores home. in match reports. <laughs> <laughs> he would be. Tremendous. Getting a job at the Daily Star. Eddie Howes uh, said, don't expect a summer uh, spending spree thanks to financial Fair play, but surely isn't allowing for a massive cash injection from the bric-a-brac stall in Riyadh Market. (laughs) I think he is. That's right. (laughs) Their new shirt sponsor. They're going to be, yes, yeah. um, A bit of controversy there. What was I going to say to you? Oh, I I had something else on the tip of my tongue. Oh, yes, Um, Steve McLaren returning to the world of football, which is uh, tremendous. Could be at Manchester United with Eric Ten Hag. We're guessing to translate... (laughs) From the the Dutch team. So you need someone who speaks a kind of a a sort of Dutch English hybrid (laughs) that will allow Eric to say this stuff in perfect English. It'd be marvellous, wouldn't it? Uh, But then for Steve to say it in a very similar fashion, (laughs) even though he's English, pass that on to the likes of Harry Maguire. We should congratulate. Got married yesterday, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Good. Congratulations to him. Well done to him. Um, Do you see that uh, Vladimir Putin has missed his annual ice hockey match that he always plays in? Really? Yeah. but they There's still going to be a much tighter result this year. Yeah, well, no, it? no, they still won six one with a Putin hat trick. <laughs> I read it in the paper. It's Fantastic. incredible. What would happen if uh, the leaders of North Korea and Russia <laughs> play, had a kind of an Olympic Games against each other? <laughs> yeah, tremendous. You can't it? both win everything, can you? Really? No. Well, yeah. there you go. They can. 
nice. That's it. That's you. Well, and yeah. also a well-known pizza company are planning to have a, a sort of, they've got this sort of promotion whereby Chelsea and Liverpool fans will yeah. get a free pizza on FA Cup final day nice. by eating together in team kits. And you think, really? <laughs> doesn't sound like an ideal situation. So you've got it? Chelsea fans, Liverpool fans in Sitting their kits at home. Eating, no, no, at this pizza place in Wembley. In, in, uh, oh, just the one in Wembley? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you've all got to go at the restaurant and you can eat together. Yes. Well, quite a nice little thing to well, do. Well, it's a nice idea in theory. Well, at least it's before the match, I suppose. Yeah. No, I'm sure it'll all be fine. It's not going to go off, is it? No. Be the... Imagine that. <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, surely Andy is looking for a trouser rather than a pair of trousers, given his well, knowledge very, of menswear, because the people in menswear say, I've got a lovely trouser to go with that. Singular. Don't know. Jonathan Turner makes that point, Jonathan. Thank you very much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to reflect on a week of sport on TV in the company of uh, the King of Overnights, squad number nine, Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you boys. Now, there's big uh, breaking news uh, mm. earlier on today uh, in the world of sports broadcasting as a knock-on effect for us, the consumer. So uh, tell us what's going on. It certainly does. I mean, this is a merger between BT Sport and uh, Warner Brothers, who own uh, Eurosport Discovery. I think what it means primarily is that uh, BT Sport, as we know it, will disappear. Mm. Uh, I mean, at the moment, the statement saying the two brands would initially stay separate, but will ultimately be brought together under a single brand in the future. Uh, you've got to sort of look at the history of BT Sport, and the reason they started was to sell the um, the internet, the broadband, and mm. all the, you know, and all that stuff. So, um, and I can speak here from the absolute knowledge because I was a BT subscriber. Therefore, I had the BT uh, internet, and mm. uh, what it meant was I got BT Sport for free. Mm. But eventually, I just had to say, well, you know, the internet's not good enough, so I went with um, went with Virgin, uh, and then paid for BT Sport and all that. So it, it wasn't a business. In it, on its own and when you read the background to this merger between BT and Warner Brothers you have to say that it comes in a background of BT trying to cut costs and they pay a lot of money for sports rights mm. uh, I think primarily as far as BT are concerned clearly the Champions League and uh, European you know big European competitions are uh, you know are a massive pull for them they're worth a lot of money it's worth paying a lot of money for them but I would and this is purely off the top of my head, I would suspect that the lesser Premier League matches, you know, Crystal Palace v Norwich or whatever, they will be disposable for BT, I would think. Um, uh, I mean, it'll carry on the same as for now, and apologies to them if I'm getting it all wrong, but I think BT Sport as we know it, you know, and if you look at uh, Rio Ferdinand, if you like, as the face of BT Sport... Mm. That will that will disappear its present form. Uh, I'm sure the, the you know the coverage has been brilliant. The Champions yeah. League. I mean, is, you would think if you're, if you're uh, taking you're, over a business, you'd want to you'd want to keep what works, wouldn't you? And you know, you keep the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, you would yeah. Keep but the that's stuff. not in the nature of Eurosport's presentation style because they still have that kind of budget feel. That yeah, they, but if you're there's somebody that, in a cupboard commentating on it and all that. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, that they do. May, that may you, change. Yeah, and you'd think that would change. And you'd think that it's you know it, oh, it's basically. 
<laughs> yeah, have all done it in a cupboard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember the show that you, that you used to do in a cupboard, um, yeah. uh, Paul and Andy, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, yeah we've always we've worked, worked in many a cupboard. <laughs> I'm, I'm in my <laughs> yeah. back room at the moment. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, but yeah, so I, I would think it, it will mean big changes. I mean, what people want to know is, am I going to have to pay more for it? Mm. And I think probably eventually you probably will. Yeah, it affects the Olympics though because that means that BT will in it's effect no have yes. full coverage of the Olympics and the BBC already struggling. We saw that in Tokyo, yeah. which is a strange one really because the Olympics was always supposed to be you know yeah. protected, but it isn't anymore. Yeah, it there was, was the crown jewels. Yeah, there was certain was. stuff they couldn't mm. show, wasn't there? So oh, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. Brian Robson documentary Robbo. You've been watching. What was that on yes. Amazon Prime? That was on Amazon Prime, who obviously are going to be uh, in competition with Warner Brothers. Mm. As, you know, as the big media giants continue to, uh, you know, to be in, uh, in direct opposition. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's um, it, it's a little bit linear. You know, it goes through Robbo's career, Brian Robson, uh, right from the from the start, season by season, actually. Yeah. And you realise what a fantastic player, what a fantastic player he was. It's, mm. it's not a secret. It's not a, that's not a revelation in this because in 2011 he was voted uh, Manchester United's best ever player longest serving captain at Manchester United what you remember most of it that's what I remember if you're of a certain age is how disappointing it was he always got injured uh, in World Cups you know mm. he'd start off brilliantly and you'd think you know because he was such a vital player for England and we often forget that um, you know Brian Robson's injuries Rob does you know much the same way I suppose Beckham's did and, uh, and mm. Rooney's as well but uh, before all that, there was uh, Brian Robson. The um, interesting uh, talking heads in this included Gary Manny Mountfield from oh. the Stone Roses and Primary oh, yeah. Screen. Manny, yeah. Yes, he, mm. he knew him. But a lot of the fantastic talking heads. You had uh, yeah. Sue Johnson in it, uh, uh, Tom Carriage, you know, the cook guy. Yeah, sure. Um, Jim Rosenthal, a lot of Jim in it. You know, Great player, and uh, going back to the perm days at, um, at West Brom. West Brom, yeah. That, as a player, yeah. And of course, you know, when you look at, they, they were bottom at Christmas, and it was, uh, yeah. you know, it was almost like an article of faith that if you're bottom at Christmas, you're going to go down. And of course, they were saved on that last day. Uh, it was great to see that footage, because it was people mm. with transistor radios there. Well, you know, it was going around the crowd, you know, sort of yeah. like jungle drums. They were, you know, that the, uh, what was happening in the other matches. And he saved them, uh, really. I mean, like most of these documentaries, there was a certain PR angle. He's in an ambassadorial role for Manchester United. So there was a lot of that stuff that you didn't really need to see. But, um, you know, all round, not a bad documentary. Good. Okay, well, good. We'll go and check that yeah. out. Um, check it out. Uh, what else are we going to look at, Martin? Well, you were going to talk to me about the uh, FA Cup, which is on both uh, yes. channels mm. tomorrow, both That's on right. ITV and, and on we think it's BBC. been a while since they've done that, Andy, yes? That both channels are yeah. showing it? And traditionally, everybody watches BBC, don't they? I mean, that's the, yes. that's the tradition. Well, of course, then you've got the build-up, I suppose. Mm. I mean, you know, television's changed, so, you know, people don't just hit the third button down and then stick with that uh, with that button. Mm. It has changed now. Um, so, you know, the build-up used to be the thing. Mm. Uh, there's no Freddie Starr, no Jimmy Tarbuck. The and the way the two, <laughs> channels, <laughs> the way the two <laughs> channels vied for it, they put so much time, yeah. money and resource into well, one, the build-up to cup final day. Yeah. Star bar. Oh, to ke- to keep you there for the match. I used to feel for Brian Absolutely. Moore because they could put on the best pre-show ever yeah, yeah. and then people would go 
click and you know like, they usually have special listen, bill of wrestling on FA Cup listen to Motti or David Coleman on the other side for the game they yeah, use, yeah special bill of wrestling FA Cup final special yeah yeah that's true but, but obviously nobody watches TV like that anymore I mean, the BBC have got the longer build up the BBC start with football focus really mm. um, and there's a bit of news in the middle of it and there's MOTDX for the young folk yeah uh, and then the usual thing FA Cup rewind road to Wembley and all that mm. um, and then they've got Gary Lineker presenting, which I, I think is one of the major uh, pluses for the BBC. I think he's a absolutely, you know, I know we've said this before and it's not news, but a, uh, I've noticed on Match of the Day he's now spreading his wings a wee bit more with the uh, with the gags at the start. Mm. There was a time when he did Match of the Day and he always finished with a weak pun, which I used to love being a, a great lover of weak puns. <laughs> that's um, why you like this he, show. He, yeah. <laughs> that's why I love this show. And he, he's, uh, he started the Match of the Day the other uh, one was the Leeds Chelsea match, and he said, um, Jesse March, uh, he's taken inspiration from uh, Muhammad Ali, Mahatma Gandhi, and Mother Teresa. Unfortunately, none of them are available for this match, and uh, <laughs> Luke Ayling is also out. Yes, and I thought, yeah, that's Pete, Pete perhaps, Lineker. Yeah. You perhaps know, he's we, heard James Corden's on his way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the story got, of the paper. Team of writers, got a team of writers in. Yeah, I, I think it. I think I don't think that's the, the route they're likely to take, but we'll see. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, so so yeah. um, you've got Lineker. I, th- I presume it's Mark Pugach on ITV, yeah. and they're going to. Um, I mean, they've got racing from Newbury basically. Oh, okay. is, their, is their build up one fifteen till three forty five racing from Newbury. Mm-hmm. BBC, yeah, the BBC sort of go through with a good sort of daytime schedule because right. uh, it's pointless celebrities straight after match of the day, you know, mm. for for the old folk. Yeah. And then at eight o'clock, you've got the Eurovision Song Contest, oh, wow. which it's I count as sport because you can bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've backed Estonia at 200 to one. Yeah. Uh, I've backed Portugal about 150 to 1. Wow. Well, you can back them each way. And I've backed... Uh, <laughs> please gamble uh, responsibly, by the yes, way. Yes, please. This is yeah. the most irresponsible gambling <laughs> in the Don't world. Don't listen to Martin Kelly. This is, do fault. not listen to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I've backed Malta as well. Yeah. Um, but, but my main bet is on the, the UK because we have quite yeah. a, a good uh, a, a good entry this year. That works. And, uh, isn't it the, yeah, the Ukraine, though, are red-hot favourites? Well, I think yes, there will the be a lot of yeah, love for Ukraine. Ukraine yeah, it's there's going to be a lot of love for them. But I thought we might get a bit of a sort of um, a bit of side love having uh, mm. you know having come to the aid in terms of military um, equipment and such okay like. do you think Eurovision um, is judged on the, the amount of military support less. you give to okay yes I enough. think it is it's a fresh take on it so <laughs> brilliant Martin that. never mind the song you're back overnight uh, and then yes. back tomorrow when you've done your money Slightly, yes. slightly more downbeat, I would imagine. <laughs> once you've done your money, I've uh, only had a couple of quid each way. Yeah, of course you have. You gam- of course, you gamble responsibly. I, I do gamble. While you're living in a cupboard. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Let's look at the non-sporting telly this weekend in the company of the stars. Very own Mike Wall. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. The mighty Brighton, big win Ooh. last week. Oh. Joyous. Yes. Yeah, I didn't season. go. I didn't go because I wasn't feeling very well. Oh, so yeah. I thought, oh, okay, it's on the telly. And, uh, um, uh, you know, and at least if it goes you know, horribly pear-shaped, I can switch over to pointless celebrities or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I missed that. So it's slightly gutted. But, you know, if, it, if that's what it takes for us to win 4-0 uh, and, and, and avenge the 1983 Cup Final replay result... Exactly. Um, then you know, great. Ooh, I mean, the company of your yeah. chief exec tonight. I'm sure would be very happy at the moment. The way things are yeah, going. Big game happy. on Sunday, though. We'll probably decide what happens at the. You know, who goes down? If you've we've played. got a good record in recent times against Leeds. So um, mm. yeah, mm. but it's a question of 
frame of mind, isn't it, at this yeah. stage? Okay. Let's have a look at the got? Essex Serpent, which is available yes. on Apple TV. Good cast, isn't it? Claire Danes, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Claire Danes, uh, perhaps uh, probably best known for her homeland in recent times. Mm. Tom Hiddleston's on Night Manager and various other bits. This is completely different. Basically, it's a period drama set in the late 19th century uh, in, a, in a sort of uh, coastal parish in Essex where there's rumours, uh, dark rumours of, a, of a, a mythical beast which has uh, re-emerged mm. and is uh, roaming the marshes and Ooh. causing all kind of death and havoc and horribleness, etc., etc. Tom Hiddleston's a vicar. He thinks it's a load of nonsense. Uh, and um, uh, Claire Danes plays a, a recently worded woman who, who's fascinated by the natural world, thinks it might be not a, not a mythical beast, but maybe a new species that's yet Ooh. to be discovered. So they get together. Chalk and cheese characters, but as you can imagine, because they're the big stars, they form this unlikely bond, and then all things, dark, dark things follow, Ooh, dark shall we say. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's on Apple TV from today. Uh, <clears throat> the games, the final of the games, have had a week-long bit of event yeah. TV on ITV. I'll be honest, I sort of lost the will to live. Oh, okay. It It hasn't had great reviews, this. Well, I just, you know, I found myself sounding like Andy and saying, what is the point, (laughs) you know, because I I don't really care enough about the people involved. And you're watching it. You know you're not watching people who are brilliant. You're watching people, some of whom are quite good, considering they're really on Emmerdale or Mm. something or other. But that doesn't really set the pulse racing. And 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 there was a bit of a dispute about the the women swimming, who came third and who touched the ball first and Mm. Whatever, and it felt like it was clutching at straws to try and create some mm. sort of drama. Yeah. So, um, like, would you Wal- want to watch Usain Bolt in Emmerdale? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. I see him pop into the wall pack. That would be good, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. Mrs. Ward actually said last night. She said, "Do you know what? I, f- I can't believe I'm saying this. I think I'd rather we watch Gordon Ramsay." Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Come to that. So, it's, but it is. If you've been following, it's the finals tonight at it nine is, o'clock. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Eurovision Secrets and Scandals Channel Five uh, documentary tonight. In yes, I suppose, was the Eurovision tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I quite like this actually because I I, I am as you may or may not recall a, a bit of a Eurovision fan. Oh, I used, yeah. used to be. I used to sort of go quite a lot to cover it for the Star. Um, yeah. And this talks about this takes us back, you know, right to the year dot as far as Eurovision is concerned to talk about some of the weird stuff that goes that's gone on behind the scenes. For example, uh, in 1974, mm. when it was held uh, here in, in my hometown of Brighton, yeah. um, the song, the Portuguese entry became famous because it was the song which, when played on the radio in Portugal, was seen as the pre-accepted signal to trigger the Carnation Revolution, the overthrow of the Portuguese government, which is is weird, but true. Um, And and various other stories about sort of, you know, scandals that went on. The talk about Cliff Richard being robbed of his win in 1968 because Mm. General Franco allegedly bribed the judges so that Spain would win. Yeah, Uh, I think I went off it when it became so obvious that Britain just get... Sort of couldn't win, and we're going to get. Uh, that's it. Uh, to be honest, every it got year, to... and you just thought, oh, "What's the point? This is it, fake." It felt. It, it felt going there. It felt like there was a turning point. It, it stopped being fun when it was so, it became so huge and unwieldy that we had to have two semi-finals. That's mm. probably me being a bit sort of, mm. you know... Um, so always worth watching for first Terry Wogan and then Graham Norton. The yeah, documentary's yeah. 8 o'clock, Channel yeah. 5 tonight, but tomorrow, The Real Thing, from the 8 real o'clock. Thing. It goes on are. for like three, and it makes it makes Match of the Day horribly late. It's the only thing I've got a problem yeah, with. People like know. it as an event, though. They do. They yeah, sort of make it, and yeah, the, match and of the, the voting comes at about 20 past 11. But we're actually second favourite, but everybody's saying, oh, this could be our year, but, you know... 
experience has taught me that we've been quite high in the betting in many on many occasions and it's not quite the same when you see yeah. what wait to see what the rest of Europe thinks on the night it's not quite the same as you know you go down to the bookers and or, you know go online and place your bets here it's mm. you know we have got quite a good song and quite a good performance Sam Ryder but I'm not convinced that it's going to change much sadly um, you've got an alternative that's 8 o'clock tomorrow yeah. night if you want a sort of different sort of music I see later with Jaws Holland has moved to Saturdays from its Friday slot yeah. it's going to be live at Alexander Palace from there on yeah absolutely because they moved to, uh, they, I think went to Maidstone for a bit and the studio's there and mm. then they started doing it in his in his kitchen or something or other during lockdown so yes it's back in the sort of more traditional format now and a sort of typically sort of diverse and uh, eclectic range of acts including uh, Isle of Wight duo Wet Leg who I think are particularly uh, interesting You're and it's got just a great name mm. guitarist um, who want to listen to Joe Bonamassa uh, no, I see yeah. he's, he's on he's isn't bought, he you see he's yeah it's an old rare Gibson fortune, yeah. turned up 150 grand in some old some garage somewhere which is amazing and then on Sunday night there, there's the I mean my mum's looking thing. forward to this this is the Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebration and uh, live from Homage Windsor it's great live from Windsor Castle Homage in it isn't it we saw some Homage. pictures of him uh, yeah he was on breakfast this morning so oh, it's right. terrific Tom Cruise Helen Mirren. I mean, uh, I'm just looking at the press release because obviously it's live. So uh, I've just had a press release this morning from ITV. The Queen's Platinum Jubilee celebration, what to expect, is what it says. Um, It's essentially just a list of names of people involved. You know, the the big ones, you know, the Catherine Jenkinses, your Martin Clunes's, your Alan. Of this world, you're going to get football, the Gregory Porters. (laughs) Will will Her Majesty be there, though? This is the big question. Well, yes. Um, I I don't honestly know. I I don't have any insights. No, it was a rhetorical question. Honestly, I didn't expect you to answer that. That's why we pay you the big money, so you can tell us stuff (laughs) like this, Mike. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, To David Jason, Moira Stewart, Trevor should I go on? Well, it sounds it's, it's a great do. it's a great lineup. Great, it is great. Line. I mean, in all honesty, I'm sure I should, I'm sure it'd be super slick. I think that thing down the river a few years ago was was a, a one-off damp squib. I think you know this is going to be on a different scale. Excellent. So is it was it a couple of hours worth? I guess is I it? think I think it's about two and a half. Wow. Uh, certainly starts at eight o'clock. Strap yourselves a bit, in. Bit like Eurovision. Really, yeah. Until Excellent. I've done it. All. Um, thank you, Mike. We'll catch up with you next week. Cheers, guys. Take care. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back on Monday when we have a clearer picture of who's going up and who's going down and who's won the cup final. What the heck's going on? So a big Monday show, I'm sure, from uh, one o'clock. We do hope you can join us. If not, the podcast <laughs> will be available uh, from around uh, four. Uh, in the meantime, have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.